Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, for our story. Was Randy Lane in love with Kit Calvert? He had befriended the girl through her recent struggle to recover from a mental breakdown, and he had promised her she would find him unchanged when she was released from prison. But was he in love with her? Well, it was a question that worried many of Randy's friends, especially his cousin, Peggy Mead, and his mother, Aunt Mary. Perhaps Randy himself could not answer that question. But this morning... As Randy sat on the steps of his mother's front porch, rereading a letter from Kit, there was a smile on his lips, a smile not too unlike someone reading a welcome love letter. And in his concentration, he did not look up as... <clears throat> oh, hi, Mom. Son, not going to the office today? Yeah, sure. Why? Well, ordinarily, you're so anxious to be on your way in the morning that you don't waste much time. Yeah, I know, but... Oh, I don't know. Such a swell morning. I was going to shove off, but I sat down, smoked a cigarette, got to daydreaming. Time just slipped away, I guess. Daydreaming? I thought you were reading a letter. Yeah, I was. I didn't know the mail had come. Don't tell me Dan changed his delivery schedule. No. No, this is a letter I got yesterday at the office. From Kit. Oh. Now, why do you use that tone of voice? Randy, I wasn't consciously using any particular tone of voice. I didn't mean anything but what I said. Oh. Sorry, Mom. No, son. Lately, you're awfully quick to get on the defensive where Kit's concerned. You frequently imagine a slight where none's intended. Well, the more I thought about our talk the other day... The more it's kind of surprised me. Our talk? Yeah. The fact that you don't seem to think that Kit has changed. I didn't say that, Randy. No, not in so many words. But I know you pretty well, Mom. When I told you about the way Kit feels, how she wants to start over and really make something of her life when she gets out of prison, maybe you haven't exactly said you didn't believe it, but nevertheless, you've been a little skeptical. Now, haven't you? Randy, if I've made you feel that I doubted what you've said about Kit, I'm sorry. I don't doubt that you believe everything Kit has told you. Perhaps even Kit believes it herself. It's just that... Just what? Randy, when you were a little boy, sometimes you were naughty. Just like all healthy little boys. And sometimes you had to be punished. (laughs) Oh, well, I know. Well, no. It wasn't that bad, was it? (laughs) No, Mom, it wasn't bad. But it sure was effective. Like for stealing Gus's apples that time. Remember, you made me go back to Gus and tell him and then offer to work for him until I paid him back? I'd much rather have had a spanking. Well, I didn't want you to forget that you mustn't steal apples. Or anything else. <laughs> I didn't. Well, sometimes people do forget when they've done something wrong. And sometimes when they've been punished, 
They feel that everything is all right again. And that it's only the punishment that counts. And that the only thing that matters is, next time, don't get punished. Was I that way, Mom? Not often. Sometimes. But you were just a little boy. You couldn't have been expected to learn them from one experience. But when you're grown, when you're mature, that's something else. Mm-hmm. I see. Are you trying to tell me that you think Kit doesn't realize why she's being punished? No, Randy. I know that Kit realizes that she did something very wrong and that she was willing to be punished. Perhaps even wanted to be. But there is one thing that bothers me. Does Kit feel now that she has been punished? That her accounts are square? Hmm. Mom, I want to read you something. Uh, part of Kit's letter. Let me see. Uh, yeah, here it is. Uh, she says, Randy, I never realized it before, but now I know that Aunt Mary has always been one of my best friends, just as she's been a friend to everyone. It would be wonderful, Randy, if I could talk to her, even if only to let her know that now I appreciate that she tried to help me many times, to thank her, and to tell her that I hope she'll help me again. Mom, does that sound like someone who hasn't learned her lesson? Wouldn't you say that Kit really wants to try to remake her life, start all over? Yes, Randy. I would say that it sounds like that. And do you want me to go over to the prison to see Kit? Would you, Mom? Of course, son. Thanks. I know it'll mean a lot to Kit. Meanwhile, at the state prison for women in Three Falls, Mickey Gray is becoming irritated by the sound of Kit's nervous pacing footsteps on the floor of the room, which is shared by the two young women. You know, if you're going to keep up this rat-in-a-cage routine, you'd better speak to the matron about getting some art support. I can't wait to get out of here. That we know, lovey. Well, shouldn't be hard. After all, you aren't what they call a criminal type. Shut up. I thought you wanted me to help you. I know. That's what you agreed to do out of the goodness of your heart. Plus, a nice sum of money. Well, lovey, what chance have I when you keep jumping down my throat every minute? I have the answer. Are you serious? The thing you have to do, lovey, is to impress someone in authority. Someone who will really pull for you with the parole board. And then? That's all. I thought you said you had an answer. You're a very funny little person, aren't you? The doctor seems to think so. He told me I had quite a sense of humor. But I don't think he meant it. I got quite a surprise when I went to see him for my checkup. I was expecting old Fuddy Duddy, the one they had when I was here last time. But they've made a change. And it's very definitely for the good. His name's Whitney, Dr. Ray Whitney. Rather young and very handsome. But a cold character. Aren't you interested? No. You should be. As I said, he's a cold character. But that's just for the benefit of his patients. He hasn't been here very long. I'll bet he has a speech all prepared that he's practiced on, in case one of these frustrated females gets fresh with him. Uh, let me get this straight. You mean I'm to make a play for this man? Certainly. <laughs> And suppose I do. 
We could carry on a wonderful romance, couldn't we? He could call for me with a full escort of matrons. And we'd stroll through the enchanting exercise grounds. And he'd be in a darn hurry to get you out of here so he could carry on a delightful romance. Oh. Only he's the sort of noble soul who'd need a better excuse than that. But if you can get him to fall in love with you, you can get him to believe in your character. And, as I said, that's what you need. Someone in authority who can pull for you. Mickey, I'm beginning to think you do have something. Only how do you propose that I get to see him? No great problem to get to see him, lovey. That's routine in prison. But to get to see him often enough to have an opportunity to influence his thinking about you. Well, there's the problem. Yes, isn't it? And you think that if I could win him over, get him interested in my case, convince him that I only want an opportunity to prove that I'm reformed... Obviously, he'd recommend a parole. Well, it's certainly worth a try. Anything is. But don't forget the mental approach first. Now, if you could dream up some symptoms of illness or something difficult to diagnose. Headaches? Oh, that's rather obvious. Let's see. Well, don't trouble yourself. Mental approach. <laughs> oh, Mickey, that's really wonderful. Look, if you think it's so funny, if you don't care for my no, suggestion... No, you're wrong. I'm going to follow your suggestion. The mental approach, huh? That's exactly what I'm going to use. That'll get me in to see your Dr. Whitney. And in her mind, Kit was already composing a letter. A letter which begins, My dear Dr. Larrabee. Why was Kit writing to the psychiatrist who had helped her through her recent mental breakdown? How did she think she could use as intelligent a man as Dr. Larrabee? <laughs> 